There are probably lots of people right now who are writing down their New Year's resolutions and thinking to themselves, this is going to be the year. This is going to be the year that I finally get healthy, that I shed those last 30 pounds that I've been trying to shed for so many years, that I start going to the gym three times a week, that I figure out what supplements and medicines I should be taking on a regular basis. This is the year I'm going to get disciplined. This is the year that I'm going to start enjoying my life more. I'm going to get my mental health in order. I'm going to start spending time with the people I love and trying to have experiences rather than just collect material things. This is the year I'm going to start being a better person, being less self-centered. This is the year I'm going to do random acts of kindness and be a better person toward those around me. All sorts of New Year's resolutions people could have. Those are maybe some of the more common ones. Even I share some of those resolutions. I bet as the year 2 BC was coming to a close, Simeon and Anna were also thinking about what was coming next. Simeon was a just and devout man. That's what Luke says. He was a man. We don't know exactly who he was, just that he was a just and devout man in Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And he was waiting for the Messiah to be born. And the Holy Spirit had promised him, Luke says, that he would not die before he had seen the Messiah. He had this promise. And we can kind of read in between the lines that before he died, he would get to see the Messiah. And then whenever he sings his song, the Nook Dimittis, now you're letting your servant depart in peace. We can read in between the lines that he was probably getting kind of old. That he had been waiting and waiting for this promise that the Spirit had given him. And that probably soon after he held that Christ child, the baby Jesus in his arms. Maybe he went out on the temple steps and died right there. And Anna, too. Anna was a woman who was also advanced in years, and Luke is explicit about that. Anna lives what many would consider to be a sad life. She was with her husband for seven years before she was widowed. She was widowed very young. And then for the next 84 years, Luke says, she devoted her life to the temple, to being there every day, fasting and praying. And I bet she was thinking, maybe this is the year. This is the year maybe the Lord will finally take me to heaven. I've known people advanced in years who have longed for that, actually, in a pious way that they have lived their life and they are ready for the Lord to take them. And maybe Simeon thought the same. Maybe this is the year the Messiah will finally come. Maybe this is the year that I'll get to depart to heaven. And you can see in whatever New Year's resolutions, whatever people are thinking about in the coming year, it is very natural, I think, when you have something like a new year, to really consider what it means to be human, 
That's really what people are saying when they make New Year's resolutions. They're saying, I want to be my ideal self this coming year. And what is someone's ideal self? What do people think it means to be ideal? That tells you what they think it means to be human. The things that people want the most, that tells you something about what they think about humanity. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I'm not against people making resolutions to be more human, to be better humans. And Christmas time, this is actually a great time to do that. If we kind of take it out of New Year's or the secular New Year's and think more about the church calendar and the idea of Christmas time, it's an excellent time to think about humanity. Hear what the prayer, the collect of the day that we read earlier said. When we prayed to God, we said, You wonderfully created us, and in the incarnation of your Son, yet more wondrously restored our human nature. Grant that we may ever be alive in him, who made himself to be like us. Christmas is a time that we recognize who God made us to be, and how Jesus, coming in the flesh, restored that image by becoming like us. God made us in the image of God. Jesus is the image of God and he restores the image for us. He was born in the flesh that we who are in the flesh might be reborn in him. But we can also see that as Jesus comes, as Simeon tells Mary and Joseph, That when Jesus comes, Jesus is the Messiah who not only restores our human nature, but also reveals the thoughts of many hearts. And if we contrast Simeon and Anna's, let's say, presumed goals for the year that they lived in with many of our common New Year's resolutions... We can think about this idea, about what people think in their hearts, the thoughts that they have in their hearts that Jesus reveals about what it means to be human. And if we take some of those examples we gave earlier, you can identify some things. The list could be longer than this. One of the things that people think about when they think about being fully human and having goals for the coming year is some form of health or longevity is the buzzword today. Whether it's by taking more medicines or by being more natural, whether it's by eating more meat or eating more vegetables, you can take your pick of whatever health experts and longevity experts you listen to on the internet. Or even if it's being frustrated by the fact that as the years go on, you can't hear as well as you used to or remember as well as you used to. And your goal is just to kind of maintain what you still have left. It is true that many people will start to dwell on and find their meaning in the ability to be healthy over the longest period of time. 
It is true that we are called to care for our bodies. It is true that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit and that God commands us in the fifth commandment to love the body and to love, help each other in the love of their bodies as well, our neighbors. But our bodies can also become idols. If our only goal in life is to live absolutely as long as possible and to be healthy absolutely as long as possible, we are not recognizing a fundamental truth of the scriptures, which is that these bodies will die. No matter how healthy we are or how many experts we follow their advice in, it could all be gone tomorrow. We could die all in a car crash on the way home. These bodies are fragile because they're corrupted with sin. And they will pass away one day. Another way that people find meaning in their life that you can see in their resolutions is the pursuit of pleasure. Maybe the most common ailment that I hear of today that people have that they want to resolve to better about themselves is that they are lonely and depressed. And Christians do have an answer for those things, but I'll say this up front, that the solution is not to make someone's emotional status, their current feeling about being happy, the end-all be all center of everything. People will often resolve that this is going to be the year that they start to enjoy life more, that they start to live for the experiences that they have and that they are going to take care of themselves and take care of their mental health. And not all of that is bad, of course, but the end-all be-all of life is not constantly being happy. The Lord does promise suffering to us. And we should also recognize that and not make our emotions an idol. And finally, one of the other places that you can see that people find meaning in life is just by trying to be a good person. And again, that doesn't sound bad on the surface. And maybe it even seems like a little bit of a trope that people try and justify themselves and try and win salvation for themselves by being a good person. But I'll tell you a little bit of a story. I was just talking to someone the other day who for most of his life was an unbeliever and has just started to go to church, which is great and all. But he told me what he thinks about Jesus right now is this, is that all that Jesus really wants from you is for you just to be a good person, to be kind to other people. That's what a lot of people find the meaning of life. That as long as they're a good person, they're going to be in heaven. As long as they're a good person, other people will like them. As long as they're a good person, whatever that means, as it can change over time, of course, that everything will be great for them. But Jesus is clear. He does not care if we are outwardly righteous. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, and our only hope of salvation is in Jesus Christ forgiving us, coming to us, making our dead 
selves alive again in him. And so all these things fall short. If we look for the meaning of life in our own health, if we look for the meaning of life in our own emotions, if we look for the meaning of life in our own goodness, we will never find it. So what does it actually mean to be human? Well, it is very simple, really. It goes back to that collect. It means to be who God made you to be. It means to be in the image of God. And Jesus is the image. That's what we're celebrating this Christmas, is that the image of God has been born among us. And that in the incarnation, God said this in Galatians, we read this earlier, that it was in the fullness of time that Jesus was born under the law and born of a woman. This was the climax of history. The fullness of everything was that the image of God is now restored in him. And if you want to know what it means to be human, look at him. Because he's the perfect human. Perfect in every way. He, if you want to think about being a good person, fulfilled every law that God ever commanded. Even as a baby, this is kind of the point of what happens in Luke 2, is that Jesus is taken to the temple so that the law would be fulfilled. Mary and Joseph could have said, oh, it was a long journey from Nazareth. Oh, we're tired. Oh, this is a special circumstance. Jesus was had to be born in a feeding trough. And, well, he's the son of God, so it doesn't really matter anyway. But instead, they fulfilled the law. They took him to the temple. They offered the two turtle doves. He did everything, even as a baby, that he was supposed to do. And if you want to think about health and longevity, Jesus has it figured out. Because he's the only one who can raise the dead. He's the only one that can bring life out of death. You can go and buy books on Longevity, one of the biggest sellers this year, is a book called Outlive by Peter Atia. I've listened to his podcast. It's fine. But Peter Atia is going to die one day. He's not going to outlive his body. Jesus can. Jesus rose from the dead. And in him, you can rise from the dead too. You want to talk about mental health and Enjoying life and pleasure? Jesus knows the eternal pleasure of being God's own son. He has eternal life, perfect life in him forever. You want to talk about having good relationships with those around you? Jesus has the perfect marriage with his bride, the church. He is the climax of what it means to be healthy and pleasurable, and everything good. You want to talk about being a good person? Jesus is the only one in all of human history who laid down his life for the sins of the world, who loved those not only who were kind to him or outwardly righteous to him, but while we were yet sinners, he died for us. And so find your fulfillment in Jesus. 
If you want to know what it means to be human, it is to be like Jesus, to be God's child. That he has given us the adoption as sons, that we would be like him. To adopt us as sons, God sent his own son to bring us into himself. And Simeon understood this. He said when he held that baby Jesus in his arms, we could paraphrase it this way. I have the meaning of life now. Lord, now you let your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. In Jesus, he knew peace. And so you too know his love, know his word, know his sacraments. Believe on him for your salvation. Find your fulfillment in Jesus this year. And by the way, when you do that, some of those other things do fall into place. Maybe not exactly like you imagined. But as Christians, as those in Jesus, you will be less likely to be gluttonous. You will treat your body more like the temple of the Holy Spirit because you know that's what it is. You will be more emotionally and mentally stable because Jesus is your wonderful counselor who gives you the advice that you need. And you will be a better person because he will cause you to follow his statutes and his commandments. And so when you find your fulfillment in Jesus, you can also be like Anna. Let's take her as an example, too. You can worship him and spread his name. Notice both what Simeon and Anna do whenever they witness the baby Jesus and find their fulfillment in him. They sing. And Anna, coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord. And Anna also did this. She told and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Whenever you find your fulfillment in Jesus, you worship him and you spread his name. So let all these things be your New Year's resolutions. You can have the other ones too. That's fine. I do as well. But first of all, recognize Jesus as what it means to be human and find your fulfillment in him. Read his word more. Be in his house more. Imitate him more and praise him more. And if anyone is looking for redemption, if anyone is looking for what it means to be human, be like Anna, be like Simeon, and tell them exactly where they can find Jesus. To him be all the honor and glory now and forever. Amen.